All right. <laughs> right. Sorry, no one's gonna listen to this either. All right, just kidding. Just <laughs> so we're, on the back. Same page. Uh, we're on the page. We're on the page. We're on a page. Yeah. And we're back on the microphones now. Hey, uh, this is podcast number seventeen. Seventeen, really? No, I think it's like <laughs> I was six or say, seven. It's like four or five. <laughs> um. Anyway, so we've got Patrick Corrigan here, uh, with us. Did I pre- say that last name right? Yeah, you did, man. Yeah, I nailed it. Nailed it. This is um. So I've known I've known Patrick for about how long have I been here? Nine months now. So I've known Patrick for about eight months now. Um, this, this is the guy you can thank for the hair. (laughs) 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 Hairstyles provided Um, by. Right. I came to Patrick with some issues, with some problems. And I was like, "Eh, highly recommended from John Doss. Um, and John Doss has his own hair. He has his health, his own, um, it's like trade self-appointed trademark style. Yeah. <laughs> it's called the he, DOS, he walks right? in and says, give me the DOS. He, he does. <laughs> I need to, and then you know, Patrick, we... I need the John DOS this afternoon. I got to go on news five for that's news really, five that's, sports. That's really good. Actually. <laughs> that's really <laughs> good. Um, so anyway, at one time, actually I walked into a uh, blackhead barber. First off, how rude of me. Nice. Black Cat Barbershop, Gordon square. Yeah. Yes. Um, how rude of me just to just get into it. Like everybody, like we're on the same page. Now we're on the same page. Patrick Corrigan, owner, um, barber extraordinaire of Black Cat Barbershop. I mean, you can say that. I would say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, one time I actually went in there and John was getting finished up and John in his, in his, in his voice, it was like, I tell you what, Pat. Pat, Patrick, I tell you what, Patrick, give Trent the DOS on my dime. He has a great way. To, he has a way with words too. I tell you what, Patrick, give John the give Trent yeah, the DOS he, on he, my he's, dime. He's quite eloquent in that way. He is. Anyway, let's not stop talking about John DOS now. <laughs> no, we gotta, we gotta, um, we're gonna have to. Have, he'll be on next week. We're man. gonna edit all of this out. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so I wanted to bring you in. We, we're, we've been talking about this podcast is all about just Cleveland. It's it's random. It's there, there's no. It's it's highly unproduced. It's literally like. Hey, there's somebody that's cool. We want to talk to them about their field of expertise or what they're that they're good at, you know. Um, and I saw on your Instagram uh, tons of music stuff. I mean, you can yeah. you're, you're not just. Uh, I mean, it's not no, just we're not, you know. I, I think that's kind of like our mo though. Like Black Cat, it's not just you know come in, get a haircut, and get you out the door. It's kind of we break it down to kind of being the whole experience, man. You know, we want everybody to come in. We want everybody to have fun. We want to share who you are. We want to be all things Cleveland, you know, all things around around town. We want to talk about comedy. We want to talk about the news. We want to talk about, you know, not just the weather and some like generic like, oh, oh with the weather. Well, nothing wrong with it. But, like, <laughs> there's more to it, man. You know. So and that's that, that kind of like leads me into all things Cleveland. Cleveland has a huge um, just music background sure yeah i mean when you when you this morning i just kind of just on a whim googled like famous musicians from oh, cleveland dude, it's, it's crazy the list is endless it's endless and it's all genres i mean it's all over the place sure uh your instagram last two weeks ago i guess it was you had uh, uh lars Fr- uh, from lars Fredrickson, yeah from rancid came in and got cut up before their show at the agora and if you haven't checked out their band or the agora yourself a favor how do you this is the how point does that where, happen <laughs> <laughs> this is the point where we play in the background the music yeah should have produced this better uh anyway yeah how does that happen where does how does he walk into your walk into your place i think he was recommended to, to us by somebody you know our, our and that kind of goes all down to branding and social media you know we kind of reach out there we kind of put our whole vibe out 
just for other people to pick up on. And I think he went to Twitter and asked for a recommendation like any would, anybody would in any kind of city. And he got sent to us. And, you know, it just so happens that we're probably one of the only barbershops in the city that absolutely, like, are just in awe of their music. I mean, we grew up, it was one of those, you know, posters on the you know, yeah. bedroom wall kind of situation. And then here he is walking into my business. It was it was not only super cool and super humbling, but it, it ended up being just a lot of fun. He put us on the guest list, the whole shot for the show. We took the whole posse down there. We nice. had way nice. too many tall boy beers. <laughs> with like, with and, the band? No, not, I mean, not directly. With, we, with the band in the sense that while they were playing. Yeah, awesome. But, but like, awesome. you know, like we weren't, we weren't skanking up on stage or anything. <laughs> no, nah, it wasn't happening. <laughs> so were you, I mean, so he comes in, he just, just did you shaved. believe it when he said it? Like, well, dude, it's, it's a really funny story because I'm, I'm the type of person that, I, that always looks at prefixes when I answer the phone. And, you know, I'm obviously a big fan of the band. And what ended up happening is the phone rings. I stop cutting hair. I pick up the phone and I answer it. And I look, and I'm like San Francisco area code 415. I'm like, that's a new one. I haven't seen that come through before. And then he, you know, walk-ins, yada, yada, yada. I'm in town for a show, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And I'm like, what's the name? He's like, Lars. I'm like, oh, cool. So I'm like, I'm kind of putting it all together in, <laughs> Lars? My, well, in my mind as, you know, like I'm going through the situation. And I looked up at my business partner, Ryan, and I'm like, hey, man, like, when's that rancid Pennywise show? And he's like, tonight. <laughs> and I kind of like, you know, my, my whole like, you know, face went flush. I'm like, yeah, I think Lars is coming in from rancid. So... We're all like looking out the front door as everybody walks by on the sidewalk. We're like, oh, oh. <laughs> oh. And then he comes in and it was just kind of a really, really cool thing, man. Like, you know, we've had celebrities in the shop before. He's not the first one. Uh, Tom Segura probably is, oh, yeah. is the most significant one that came in. And it's weird because when people come into the shop, we don't. The last thing we want to do. I mean, Trent can tell you this because he's a local celebrity or John. No, um, not, not, not at all. <laughs> but the last thing we want to do is make somebody. Have you seen somebody... the news five billboards? <laughs> Not on it. The last thing we want to do is make somebody feel weird about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, where the whole shop is directed towards you. You're just a cog in the whole machine when it comes to that. And, you know, when Tom came in, we kind of knew who he was, but kind of didn't. So we kind of just made it a regular everyday come into the shop barber experience for him. And I think, you know, people like that appreciate it. It, it puts everybody on the same page, um, even though, like, I would imagine he, like, it's just being Lars. Like, you walk, well, in, you're going to notice yeah. something. Well, I think his main thing, man, is he noticed that we knew who he was immediately. Like, you oh, know, you yeah. walk in, we have, you know, posters of punk rock stuff up and, like, tattoo art. And it kind of, you know, jives with his whole thing. So, I mean, in his situation, when he goes into a record store or, you know, like a, a kind of a funky coffee shop or something. I mean, at this point in his career, he's got to know that, you know, people are going to recognize who he is. Right. So we just, you know, we tried to not fanboy out and tried to, you know, ask a couple questions, but not be like super foreboding and just being like, oh, my God, like. Can you autograph this? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Did he we autograph super, anything? No, nah, we didn't do that. Cool. You know, we, we took cool. a picture with him and I was like, hey, yeah. can we just get a quick shot because we're stoked that you're here and. And he was super cool about it. So, how'd the hair look for the show? Say well, he got a buzz cut <laughs> and a, a shave. So our, our guy Blaze, who works at the shop, just got him together and you know sent him on his way. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and you, uh, how long have you been playing the guitar? Playing More music? Than just yeah. The guitar? Yeah. I mean, I'm, a, I'm a guitar player. I've been playing it since I was 13, 14 years old. My dad's a blues musician, and he kind of. 
raised me and my younger brother up on uh, on instruments and you know the right kind of music rancid's a really cool example because you know when we would bring those records home the green day records and stuff he'd be like oh that's cool have you ever heard of this band and he'd put a you know a clash record in our hand or something so it was kind of kind of a neat thing nice and it, again like dated back to like the like the earlier generations and stuff like that yeah that's and, cool. and it's you know it's i think that's really really important in playing music is understanding what come before you and you know, being able to push it going forward and, and take a nod to that kind of older stuff. So you've been playing uh, the guitar or just, I mean, you've been. In yeah, I, I, I mean, I can dabble with other things, but I'm truly at, 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 at my root a guitar player. If you don't uh, follow uh, Patrick on on Instagram, do it because you'll post like little like riffs and stuff like that. That yeah, I mean you know, it's funny because I don't I'll post a ton of haircuts because I don't really have time for the day. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, yeah, mostly it's guitar stuff. Uh, and it's, that, it's that's, good. It's good. And stuff. I think that's what Instagram's kind of cool about is it can turn you on to like other things. I mean, we all know you guys from doing the news. And if, you know, John walks into the barbershop and I just keep talking about traffic, you're going to be like, yeah, man. <laughs> Over my head. Like. Fantastic. Right. <laughs> or, you know, weather, you know, it, it, right. it's it's just something that's just minutia at that point. It's like make, what makes people who they are, who they are. You know what I'm saying? So back to Cleveland, um, music wise. Yeah. Um, wh what makes Cleveland so special? I think it's a it, it's a middle of the road town, man. I think a lot of that working class ethic kind of comes out within the city in any kind of art form, yeah. be it you know film or you know literature or painting. I think the the aesthetic of like do right by like your you know your ethos or like how how much you want to work towards something is something that comes very natural within Cleveland. I I don't see it. You know, I lived out in L.A. for a number of years. I lived in Chicago for even longer, and you know, it's just a different thing. You know, it's less about like who you know and more about like who you are. And I think, oh man. I, that's deep. Well, right? I mean, it's not that deep, really. I mean, <laughs> Clevelanders, listen, like, we're, we're the first to call you on your, you, you know, your BS before anybody. Yeah. Because yeah. We, we've seen it before, you know. Don't come into this town with your, you know, your fancy shoes and go walking down the street and tell me you're somebody you're not. At the end of the day, you know, we're all, we're all Clevelanders. So mm. I think that's what's super cool about Cleveland. And something that I can relate by living in bigger cities that when I came back here, it was like, okay, well, you know face value right <laughs> so where all have you played because uh, you're in you're in one band several bands yeah I mean, you're, I mean your yeah. instagram i do i'm not an instagram stalker but i do follow you a lot <laughs> yeah <do> um, everywhere <laughs> I, I, you know it, it's cool because i like kind of being a little bit like transparent i play with um a lot of different people i play in a band called faces of belmez which is my buddy joe abraham's band he uh He's a little bit of a singer-songwriter thing, so it's a little bit of a different vibe where I'm not, you know, necessarily just taking over all the time. I'm a blues musician by by trade. Um, I play in another band called Black Cat Roberts with me and my buddy Steven Roberts. That's actually with my brother in it. My uh, old man comes up there and he uh, blows some harp and sings some songs. <laughs> oh, nice. nice! So that's, that's like awesome. a super super cool thing. Um, you know, I played in a band called Thirteen Cadillacs for a while. That was a, a bar band, three sets a night kind of thing. So it's just it's just all about, you know, being, like I said, transparent and understanding like where you fit into that gig. What's your favorite part of doing uh, like all those gigs? It sounds like you've played a variety of settings. Oh, man, it's just it, it, it's funny. Like, you know, I was I was talking with my wife about it recently and um, it, it, it's just being a beacon and just like 
bringing your soul out. I mean, I'm a guitar player, so I'm not going to lie. Like pulling a solo is probably my favorite part. <laughs> but it's, it, it's truly like, you know, when you don't write music and you're just able to perform it just on, on the rip and on the cuff. And when something really, really cool comes out, that's got to be my favorite part. It's, so you're not like for the music you play, like a lot of it's just kind of just rift. Just I mean, yeah, um, you know, I've been playing a long time so it's cool like I can I, I understand like how to key a song and I'm able to like if you came in here and, and you said hey I have this song I mean I can embellish it to the point where it would work where I've never heard it before that blows my mind right I mean, it's it, there's, there's a science to it though. <laughs> right I mean, you know it's it's a lot of theory it's it's not something that is just you know it's just on a whim there's there's a way to do it like an, it's an art yeah, I guess it also could be, you know, a, a theory or like a, a <laughs> practice or, you know, a formula, I guess would be a better word. Oh, cool. Cool. That makes sense. That, that but I mean, I think it... to your point, like there's there's a way to do it. There's like a way to put your own kind of spin on it. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so you were in Chicago what, a month ago. A month ago, yeah. I played a band out in Chicago called the Wabash Cannonballs. Check that yeah. out on Spotify. <laughs> right. So performing in in chicago uh -huh. compared to cleveland a lot of similarities man a lot of similarities i think chicago and cleveland are really really close in terms of like you know demographics but um uh, what man what's the difference that's a really good question trent i don't know or even like across <laughs> the board like you mentioned chicago you mentioned cleveland you mentioned la like what yeah well i can I, I can tell you perform in LA, in la it's kind of like you're playing to people and people are kind of looking around going like oh i wonder who's here I wonder if uh, oh. I look good, or I wonder uh, what's going on for the after party. So it's not. <laughs> so it's more about like it's not necessarily about the music. Then it's about well, like the whole I mean, like the whole it's, experience. It's the whole thing. Yeah. And, and I'm not trying to slight on on California or anything like that. Oh, we can. It's, right. Well, we it's, it, it's its own thing, and it's it, it's inspiring. I think to any musician on a different level, but like I think Cleveland, man. Like if you can do it here, you can do it anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like. So when you're playing in, in Cleveland, like they're watching you, like, do you have eye contact with, with, everybody? I mean, is that like a thing? Um, yeah. I mean, you can, sure. See, like, that weirds me out. That, <laughs> that weirds, like the eye contact. Cause sure. We stare at a camera. Yeah. Yeah. There's no eyeballs yeah. looking at us. That's like what so everybody has always said. I hate public yeah, you guys, speaking because I don't I, like being yeah, but you guys people. go on location and stuff, right? Yeah. And I ignore it. <laughs> all the, all the eyeballs. And I, I mean, I focus on the camera, you know, yeah. like I just, so you're, you're like, you're, do you ever get stage fright or anything? No. Uh -uh. I mean, maybe when I was younger, you know, in high school playing in bands, you get kind of nervous. But I think, you know, anymore, man, it's just, it's, it, it's like, would you guys get stage fright for going up and doing your job? You know, I've done it enough to where I feel like it, it's not like that at all. That makes sense. It's, that it, makes it's sense. truly like, you know, pure self at that point. Like, I enjoy doing it. It's who I am. This is what it is. I mean, if you don't like it, that's cool. Like, I don't care. Like, I like doing it. I, I think it sounds good, so. I think I sound great, so uh, if <laughs> yeah, yeah. you don't, then go somewhere <laughs> Take else. Take it or leave it. <laughs> nah, I mean, you know, it's it, it's not that arrogant. It's just, it's it's fun. And I think that, you know, people can understand, like, if you're truly up there having a good time versus someone, to your point, that's like, oh, my God, I got I to gotta do all these moves and I got to, like, impress people. Like, you know, that stuff. Clevelanders going to call you out on that. <laughs> nice, nice. You, I you've love been it. playing guitar since you're 13 years old. You said, yeah. Uh, what was your first guitar? What was your first song that you picked up? Uh, first song I played. When'd you get hooked? Well, I mean, it, um, you can't say uh, smoke on the water. No, <laughs> um, uh, I'm in my late 30s, so the grunge era I okay. think was kind of that era. I, I, I think, uh, God, my first tune I learned. 
I gotta say it's probably Smashing Pumpkins or Nirvana or okay. you know, something in that generation. Bullet with a butterfly wings from Smashing Pumpkins is one that I remember like learning how to read the tab, yeah, you know, the, yeah. the thing in the back of the magazine yeah. that showed you how to play that. Oh god, the I remember back of the magazine. I remember looking up what was it? <laughs> guitartabs.com or yeah, something I was gonna like say where I used to go was, ultimate, like, yeah, ultimate, ultimate guitar yeah. Ultimate, yeah. Right, yeah yeah oh man that was going that's back where I learned day. how to play Oasis's uh, Wonderwall yeah and that is still to this day the only song I can play <laughs> <laughs> you need to tell Joe that when you come into the barbershop yeah he's an Oasis freak man the, that, that's the only one you pull out like in the fraternity sure like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I can play but like hey there's Throw a pretty, there's hey, a pretty girl over there I want to sing her Wonderwall she'll like that somebody else sing I'll just play the guitar but I only know the first two chords. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So um, going going back to again Cleveland because we always, I always want to talk and learn more about Cleveland. Sure, man. Um, as far as and I, the Clevelanders, as far as the stuff that you've been to, like what is the most Cleveland kind of performance you've seen? Cleveland performance I've seen, man. I, I don't know. I don't. What does that mean? I mean, you got so you got like the Black Keys opening the. I almost said the Q. Yeah. Um, the Rocket, Rocket, Rocket yeah. Mortgage, uh, Rocket. What? Do, what's, what's the? What's the, the Rock? Name? Can we just call oh, it the, rock? the Rock? Yeah. Please, can we? All right. So the RMF. Got, <laughs> the RMF. <laughs> Real mother. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's. Uh, all right. So we got the Black Keys uh, tonight. If you're, I don't know when you're listening to this, or if this even gets out by today. Probably not. Um, probably not. Anyway, uh, Black Keys opening up at at the Rock. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty Cleveland. I mean, that's Akron, though, man. That is Akron. Well, come on. It's, uh, it's, see, it's, see, if it's you ask funny. somebody from Akron, man, they'll tell you that that's not Cleveland. It's okay. true. That's okay. And it's interesting that's... that there's that divide too, because you like if you say Cleveland, like you're talking about Cleveland. If you say Akron, you're talking about Akron. But if you say like Northeast Ohio, sure, then people are a little bit that's more like, agreeable. Okay. Like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I know. I noticed that a lot. Like with. Um, I don't know. I just noticed it with the, Le- 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 LeBron thing. I noticed it with yeah. with the Black Keys because it's yeah, like, sure. whoa, 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 they're from Akron. I mean, it's like, two different cities. Yeah. You know, it's two different scenes. It's two different, you know, forms of people. Well, and at one time they used to be, you know, completely separate, like as far as TV market and everything. Sure. Like it was, it was, but now it's kind of like, um, it's, it's kind of like the, I don't want to say Big Brother, Little Brother by any means. Nah, because I think Akron's got Cleveland beat sometimes. <laughs> right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't call one the Big Brother and one the Little Brother. I mean, it's, sure. yeah. Um, all right, so Northern Ohio, what's the most, like, Ohio thing? What's the most Ohio thing? Uh, man, I don't know. What is the most Ohio thing in, in going to see a band? Yeah. Um... I would say it's just the whole the whole vibe of the room. I think when a really cool band is playing at a really cool club, there's plenty of them in town. For instance, I'll shout out the Winchester. Uh, hi, Shane. Hi, Tim. Um, you go there, and it's just if there's a really good band playing on a really good night, it, it just seems to kind of ebb and flow the way that, like, like a good house party would. As opposed to, like I said, you know, in L.A. or in Chicago, it's a little bit more transient. There's a little bit more uh, shallowness. Yeah, uh, that kind of thing. I think you know, in Cleveland, if you get a good band on a good night in a good room, it's it, it's something that can take you back to like, uh, again, you know, going back in time to like the '70s to when this this city really, really, really was like the rock and roll capital. How nice. spontaneous is that too? When you you have like the right band, the right yeah. night, like, yeah. I mean, and what's that like when you get all, get that yeah. perfect mixture? And you know, it, it it's funny you mention it, John, because it doesn't happen as a musician a ton. It doesn't happen always, but when you have that, I mean, it's, it, it's and what's it take to get? I mean, what's it take to get that you know, proper mixture? Three parts, uh, <laughs> you know, band. Three parts luck. Three parts just you know work. 
And, you know, when it does all come together, which, you know, it doesn't come together all the time. I'm sure any musician in Cleveland will tell you, you have your good nights, you got your bad nights. But, you know, when it when it does, it's it's a lot of fun. And it's a lot of fun to go to that kind of stuff, too. It's not just to play it. I mean, it's a lot of fun to, to, to be involved in that. I'm sure, you know, we're opening up the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, like you guys were saying. That's going to be a cool thing tonight. Like, that's like a palpable thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, band from Northeast Ohio opens up this brand new thing and riding high on, you know, what they're doing. They're playing all over the country. I had friends out in Denver that were shouting them out, watching this tour, and... Yeah, it's cool. It's it's a unique Cleveland thing because if we're behind you, I mean, we're going to be behind you. Yeah. And I think that's another thing that like dictates like Cleveland from other markets or other cities. Like if if, if this town believes in what you're doing, I mean, case in point, last night the Browns win. And yeah. my God, like, you know, mm. the bars were buzzing yeah. last mm. night. So right. It, 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 that's just kind of a unique Cleveland thing. And, and I think a lot of that happens in smaller markets, like mid-level markets. Yeah, like you yeah. go to Buffalo, you go to New Orleans, you go to, uh, gosh, Milwaukee, you know, cities like that. They, they, they kind of get behind that kind of stuff. And I think music's something that, that can happen too. You know what I'm saying? I was listening to, um, can we talk about other podcasts on this? Sure, why not? I don't think there's any rules. <laughs> there's uh, no rules. Joe Rogan's podcast. He was actually talking to the Black Keys, um, and they were talking about the whole music industry. Yeah. Um, just, just letting <laughs> some stuff out there. And, like, just, I mean, from, from listening to it, I assume it's just brutal honesty about, like, uh, you know, record labels and sure. um, the whole streaming era now and, like, what that does to, to bands and stuff like that. Do you have yeah. any, any... I, I mean, in, in one... I, in one half of that argument, I think it's it's bad because you know you're you're not doing it the same way that you used to do it. If everything's so accessible to people now, they tend to be a little bit more apathetic to it. They go, ah, okay, well, yeah, Patrick's got another single out there for this band. Ah, okay, cool, yeah, I'll check that out when I get a chance. Instead of on the other hand being like, whoa, there's like something going on. This is happening. The only way I can see this is to go see the band or go pick up the record at the show. So. It, I think it works. It, listen, man, the record industry and making money on music has always been like full of pits and, and valleys and that kind of thing. I don't, I, it's just different anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have the accessibility, I think, which is really good. Like for somebody who's truly talented, a lot of, you know, a lot of bands around Cleveland are, and they're able to record easily, more easily because of technology. They're able to put out their music to stream it. So, you know, you don't have to track one of them down and find a CD or a record or a tape or go to a show so you can hear that. And then if you get into it, you can get into it and then go check it out. So, right. Like I was going to say, as the listener, I mean, I'm, there's so much more available to me that I, that I wouldn't have either known about or have had access to without like stumbling upon a kind right. of like a live uh, yeah. event or something like that. So there's that part, but then like you always want to, they're saturated. Listen, too, like right. artists have never really benefited that much over the music industry. It's always been like, you know, your higher ups or your big companies that have been banking on artists for God, that's been happening since the seventies. Yeah. Right. I think it's like a famous like musicians like uh quote. It's uh the record label. I think it's actually gosh, it might be um I'm trying to remember who said it. Ah, it doesn't matter, but it, the music <laughs> the music industry is full of like, you know, snakes and pits and you know, sides of the road and terrible places and smelly back alleys <laughs> that are full of people who are willing to take advantage of you. And then there's the bad part. <laughs> uh, where, who, I think I've that's heard actually, that before. That, I believe it's Hunter S. Thompson that said that, who wasn't a musician, but he's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the bad part. These You mentioned, and we talked about a lot of these groups and artists from Northeast Ohio. Yeah. Um, 
have you ever gotten a chance to collaborate or work with them? Oh, absolutely, guys? man. You know, if you're playing out a lot here in Cleveland, you're going to make friends and you're going to be able to come across people who are really talented and doing other stuff that you dig. So, yeah. What, what are you? What are some of your favorite people to collaborate with? Some of my favorite people to collaborate in Cleveland with? Um, sheesh, let me think. Uh, Ray Flanagan, uh, my homie Ray, who's really, really, really talented. He's a singer-songwriter. He plays music for a living here, which is a really, really incredible feat. Go check him out. Uh, there's a band uh, called Oregon Space Trail of Doom. That's super, <laughs> super cool. It sounds really, really, really dark. <laughs> I can guarantee you it's, it's not what it sounds like. They're fantastic players, really, really cool. Uh, there's a girl named Madeline Finn, who I think believes she lives in Nashville now. Okay. So she's actually making a, a thing of it and doing a thing. She's fantastic. So, so. these are different genres then, too, that we're all... Yeah, you know, I, and that's always been a, a really important thing. If you like music, you like music. You don't, you know, you mentioned Rancid before, and I got so many people that I know that are like, punk rock or die. Like, oh, if I don't like, you know, if it's not punk, it doesn't matter. Like, that kind of thing. And, you know, music is, it, it can make people feel so different always. So I think, you know, if, if you recognize someone's doing something good, it doesn't matter if you're involved in a culture with it. It's just good. I think that's kind of what, what Cleveland kind of uh, kind of thrives off of, like all the different kind of sure, genres. Sure, yeah. One. You know, Cleveland's not big enough to have, like, you know, a really huge heavy metal scene. So right. like, you know, no rivalries, really. Yeah, you know, there's all these heavy metal <laughs> bands like that are playing, you know, that are trying to compete for the 30 heavy metal dudes that go to every, every metal show. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm just using it as an example. Like it, it, it's that's that's silly, man. You know, it, it, it's it's a melting pot like anything. And I think that's what makes a good music scene. Anybody else at Black Cat Barbershop? What's Play? that? Anybody else? Oh, yeah. Uh, my business partner, Ryan, does a lot of different stuff. He's kind of jack of all trades. He uh, He's a singer, plays in a lot of bands, does a lot of uh, comedy on the side, too. Which uh, one's Ryan? Ryan's uh, the guy across from me. Okay. Yeah. The, cool. And then uh, Dave, uh, speaking of metal bands, is uh, is the metal guitar extraordinaire at Black Cat. So if you're into that thing, check out his band. I think it's uh, called uh, Pawn. P-A-W-N. Nice. You've, nice. You've mentioned the comedy scene a couple of times, yeah. too. What's that like, being, getting able to, or being able to sample that a little bit? You know, you know from I, your... I'm a bad person to ask because I don't know a ton about it. Okay. I'm just from, like, an arbitrary, like, I'll go to, you know, some open mics. I know yeah. I mentioned Winchester Bar does a really, really good one. I think it's on Wednesday night. Not sure. Um, but there's a, a kid who comes into our barbershop that, that does a lot of that. His name's Jimmy Graham. Really, really funny dude. Um, yeah. Go Google that. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, but, you know, I, I think that's a scene just like the music scene. Yeah. It's, you know, there is a group of people who get together. They do it. And some nights are really, really crazy. And some nights are awesome. And some nights are duds. So, yeah, you just got to support people doing what they love to do. You know, that's I think that's what makes a city really, really cool, really unique. We had a, uh, you said some nights are duds. We had a whole, um, one of our uh, episodes was about bloopers and like <laughs> uh, essentially just mess ups. And we, I mean, we went through like some of like our nightmares on air yeah. uh, on TV. I've probably had a Do dozen any, since then. <laughs> right? Seriously. We have an update one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I probably have one this morning. Uh, what, what sticks out in your mind? Uh, bloopers? Yeah. Like a, like a dud of a for, thing. For, for a gig? Yeah. Oh man, I got a good one. Um, so Taste of Tremont last year, I'm, I'm playing with one of the bands that I play in. And uh, that's a big event too. It is a big event. And we were on a really, really big stage in front of a lot of people. Um, it happened to be in uh, Dante's room, uh, Dante's parking lot over there in Tremont, who 
doing a big show and we had a really great slot and everything was great and everything was great and then the power went out for our back oh, no. <laughs> so i had to jump off the stage and kind of figure out whether or not i blew up an amplifier or if it was something that and it was probably just some drunk guy that was like walking around outside and tripped <laughs> over tripped over an extension cord just like the whole back line just goes <laughs> whoops so you know <laughs> stuff like that happens you guys you, know, you understand go on, the, show must the important go on. thing is that, that i don't have bloopers at work i'm not you know i'm not messing anybody's hair up so that's, <laughs> i was gonna yeah. say Nice, good stuff, <laughs> man. Uh, it's my first time I walked into Black Cat Barbershop. You've got like uh, from from uh, Cycle Works in Cleveland. Cleveland like, uh, Cycle Works, yeah. Oh, Hi, Scott. Uh, awesome, awesome uh, bike shop, motorcycle shop, and this thing. I actually looked them up when I was getting into buying uh, a motorcycle a few years ago, uh, looking at like Triumph Bonnevilles and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, so I, when I walked in, first thing I walked in, I was like. All right, I can dig this. Place. I can, <laughs> it's I funny can. because some people think that we're a bike shop, even though there's a big sign in the window that says barber shop and a barber pole outside. I get people that are walking by, hey, like, you guys sell motorcycles? I'm like, no, man, we cut air. <laughs> <laughs> you see the spitting barber pole thing? We could incorporate that. Yeah. Have people sit on the motorcycle, sure. cut, cut the hair. Take, take people for rides yeah. or something. Mm. I love it. I love it. It's just comfortable. It, it, it just. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, Being a small business owner and right. I don't know if small business owner, I guess. No, it's, it's, a proper, it's dude, it's small. It's, um, it, and it's that way by design. But being a business owner in Cleveland, um, uh, Cleveland for the number of years now has been a town reinventing itself and getting younger and getting more people like yourself yeah. opening businesses. Yeah. What is it like to be a part of that scene and just kind of like, describe that whole process? And It's this, super cool, man. I, you know, I think, you know, when I went, I was graduating from high school here in Cleveland in the late 90s. And, you know, it was always a thing for people that had ideals or like had any kind of ambition to go do that. Oh, I'm going to move to Brooklyn or I'm going to go move to Seattle or oh, I'm going to go check it out in LA. I'm going to really make it happen. Well, I think that's changed. You know, when I came back from to Cleveland in around 2012 from LA, I took with me like th these ideas of like, okay, well, Cleveland's super cool. Like it's a small city. I use the term boutique city. I want to, <laughs> yeah. I, I want to actually like trademark that because <laughs> it, it makes sense. Yeah. Right. I mean like, you know, it has a, a cool enough restaurant scene, bar scene, you know, there's young people that live here now and you can do things relatively less expensive, you know, oh, for sure. You go to LA, man, like trying to, you know, rent a barbershop spot for, you know, $60 per square foot per year, whatever it's going to cost you to do that out there. It's impossible. Like, how do you do that? I don't even understand that from a business perspective, but like, you know, I think it's affordable to do cool stuff. People support it. And it's just like I was saying before, like people will call you on your BS. Like, you know, if we're over there trying to sell you something like, a, you know, a brand that you're just going to be like, yeah, this just, this sucks. This doesn't work. Yeah. But, you know, I think for a lot of small business owners, it's just it, it's just in reinvesting in the city and starting to see that things are starting to move towards a more like younger and uh, hipper thing here. And I just think it's cool. I think we're all in the same boat with it. I think, you know, in terms of I can speak to Detroit Shoreway specifically because that's part of the neighborhood that I'm in. You know, we go to meetings. We all support each other's businesses. You know, uh, John from Brew Nuts was in our shop the other day bringing us donuts on a Saturday, like <laughs> nice. just coming by saying, hey, you know, uh, you know, Lynn's from Flight, 
uh, another cool wine bar over yeah. in that area. You know, we're, we're all super, super close. And I think, you know, we believe in the, the grander goal, which is to bring people to that neighborhood and, you know, kind of catch a buzz. You know what I'm saying? When, yeah. When did you, you, you know, when did you get the idea or, or how did you go about the process of finally making that decision? Like, all right, I'm going to start my own, my own business here. That's yeah. and like that. Like, I mean, that takes some stones to like go out <laughs> and like make that decision to, to go for it. Thanks, man. Um, last year, you know, I'll, probably about a year and six months ago, my business partner and I were in a position working for another barbershop here in town where we'd kind of maxed out. We were booked out. You know, we just, we had got to that point where the only way that we can make any more money was just working more. It's like, okay, we got to work more hours. We got to work more days and, or you just, you know, raise the prices on our, all of our clients. So we just, we, we, we kind of took a look around. It's like, okay, well, are there things that we can do to do, you know, circumvent all of that and the natural progression within our industry, I think for anybody who, you know, is working at their trade and getting a positive response back is to maybe take a look at going out, you know, on your own. And, you know, it started really, really organically. We got, you know, uh, my small business advisor and as well as my loving, loving aunt to uh, hi Patty <laughs> to help you to help us do that. And, There's a know. lot of shout outs on this podcast yeah. and I, every single one of them better listen to this. Well, <laughs> I, I'm going to tell them all about it too. Um, you know, I, I, well, I, I think that goes back to what you're saying before, you know, people caring about what you're doing and people caring about like, you know, what, what your, what your plan is. And I think, again, that's a cool Cleveland thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, well, people are willing to help if they, if they believe in you, they right. believe sure, you, sure, right. sure, sure, you know, sure. so it's, that's, I mean, that's one of the main reasons why I came back, you know, like Cleveland, like if Cleveland, like if, if you, I guess if you're a real person, they, they, they're, they're accepting. Sure. Yeah. And it's, it's not that shallow, you know, if, if, right. if you're doing something right, it's going to work here. Right. It's mm-hmm. not a matter of like, you know, you can't getting, getting the right brand or like, you know, you can't fake it here. Yeah. You can't polish a turd, you know, <laughs> I love it. I mean, that's what it is. You're right. It's, you know, if you're trying to, you know, pull, pull something over on somebody, we're going to call you on it. I, I said that before. I'll say it again. <laughs> that should be like a slogan, like a Cleveland yeah, the boutique city slogan. The boutique city, <laughs> boutique city, man. I'm gonna trademark it. You I like watch. that. Though. Um, but yeah, with with the business, it was just a matter of putting the right, pl- you know, the right pieces in the right places. Is uh, location was a lot to do with it. We're on 54th in Detroit, in uh, Detroit Shoreway, Gordon Square area, and it's kind of right in between Hingetown, right in between 65th and Detroit, that Gordon Square area. So we, we, we were looking at that area and said, okay, well, this is kind of a bridge point between two really burgeoning neighborhoods. And I think that would be a really, really good spot to do something like this. And uh, we had some help from DSCDO, uh, Detroit Shore Waste uh, Commercial Development. And, uh, you know, again, we just put the right pieces in the right parts and we were able to, you know, it was more math than anything. Yeah. <laughs> So and you've been there for for one year? Did you? Did uh, you November fourteenth will be our one year anniversary. Okay, yeah. nice. So we have uh, there's six of us working there. So we have uh, myself, my business partner Ryan, uh, Joe, Dave, Blaze, and then we also have a stylist there too that does all all things cos you know cosmetology, and that's Nicolette. So one stop shop, one stop <laughs> shop, and we're looking to hire more barbers. So if you're a barber and you're looking for a gig. Come on in. <laughs> We're busy. <laughs> we need <Right>? help. <laughs> That's a good problem to have right? as yeah, a business man. owner. <laughs> they don't grow on trees. Mm. All right. Anything else you want to add? I was well. I was just going to piggyback yeah. off that because yeah, you mentioned please. it. Um, they don't. They, they don't grow on trees. I mean, being a barber is like is a very unique skill. 
um, because you know I've had uh, my hair cut by you know at my previous station <laughs> um, we had like a you know a workout agreement where you know they would do our hair hairstyles and they would get like you know advertising and yeah, the hair. girl that, the girl that cut my hair said um, she kind of got offended and she was like no I was trained by a barber. So like, and I didn't realize that that was like a, a, a difference, like a thing, like bar, like there is a difference between just being a barber and just like going to, yeah. I guess, cosmetology. School. Well, the biggest difference is that we use a razor and they don't, that's when it comes down to it, that's what it is. I know plenty of cosmetologists or, you know, hairstylists yeah. that are incredible barbers, incredible. And it's, it's just a matter of the, the way that the state looks at it from a licensing perspective, Okay, you know? That, that's gotcha. real. That was just really fun, it was just it funny is. that that struck a nerve. I was like, "Whoa, okay!" Like my bad. Didn't even realize that was that was a <laughs> yeah. thing there. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah, but, yeah. And, and then like, how does that? I mean, people's hair is obviously. I don't know about trends, but it, it's very important to them. Like, it's and, important but, to them. It's it's very personal. Yeah, I think you know when it, the last thing that you want when you walk into a barber shop because it is such a personal thing is for you just to be you know not acknowledged as somebody who hasn't has a say in all of this you know when Trent came in to get his haircut he had a very specific thing that that went wrong before <laughs> and I'm not gonna like you know no, we'll even, we'll flat top <laughs> yeah well there were some things that we had to address and you know and and more as I got to know him and understand what he wanted you know there were some liberties that I could take with it and make it a little bit better and and it's not like, you know, it's, it's not just casting a, a, you know, a hook out there and hoping to catch a fish. There's, there's, there's a science behind it. You know, yeah. you got to, you got to treat people like people, you know, you got to find out what they're looking for. You got to ask them, you got to talk to them a certain way. And then you got to acknowledge the fact, just, just listening, just like anything else. Yeah. Just not like, oh, you're coming into my barbershop, John. I'm going to fade you up four and give, the you, the, si- give you the, the back and sides. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, you, I think a lot of people will go into shops and it's like the barber trying to prove something to the client. And that's not what the client wants. They want a haircut that they want to have. And they want to tell you, I want it done like this. Yeah. Not, and that would be me going like, oh, well, yeah, that's cool. But I'm going to give you the coolest thing on the block. and I'm going to edge you up with the razor and I'm going to do all of this stuff. And you come walking out of there looking like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you, you know what I'm pumpkin saying? Pumpkin pie haircutted freak, like <laughs> yeah, with, with designs in the back of your head or something. Uh, I haven't asked you. I do want a lightning bolt somewhere. You should get a WEWS uh, logo, oh, Circle Five, right in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, like man. I didn't know you were a pool player, right? <laughs> Cue ball. Oh, oh, that's man. awesome. Yeah. Um, I, we've gone all over the place on this podcast. Again, we should probably like produce these better, but I like the way they just kind of go from random topic to topic. Yeah, this is I fun. Mean, uh, this is awesome. Um, anything else you want to add? I mean, I, I said it earlier. I know, it's, man. I mean, just, you know, support Cleveland, support your local news station, support these guys. They're, they're, <laughs> they're hustling. They're doing their best job. Listen to the podcast. Go listen, go watch live music. Come get your hair cut at my barber shop. I, I, I don't know. Right, right. And if you see somebody faking it, call them out on it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. The, li- the live music scene. Where are some good, you know, you mentioned like Grog Shop. What are some great places for people to check out? Too? Uh, some of my favorite places are the Winchester Smedley's over in West Park's really good. West Side Spot. Beachland is, gosh, man, they're, they're a clinic. They're incredible. They always have great acts coming through there. Uh, the Agora just got a facelift. They're great. Um, uh, Brothers Lounge in Lakewood, super cool. Uh, the Fantasy Nightclub, as well as the Foundry over in that area, too, is really, really great. 
There's just so many, man. I mean, it, just go to the Google machine. I mean, you don't need my, you know, my can, opinion. If, if, about if we it. got questions, can we uh, like Instagram you? Yeah. Can of we just because uh, so I'm grow, interactive, Trent. Interactive. <laughs> <laughs> um, growing up, uh, we I I grew up kind of in the the clubs where they hold like a hundred and fifty people, sure. and there's a six by six stage with like mm -hmm. the, the the drum like the whole set like barely fits on, and there's two microphones. Like that's where I kind of the, the concerts that I grew up going to. Yeah. Um, just because they. Just rocked hard yeah. uh, <laughs> are those are there those here in Absolutely. Cleveland every, every place I just listed is is exactly like that perfect I'm in I'm you know in. obviously you know you get bigger spots like the Agora I mentioned that's a national kind of room but yeah yeah I mean I mm. also you know and all of these places that I've mentioned are run by people just like me they're small business you know owners that are trying to make a difference and trying to do something cool um, I mentioned them before so yeah go check them out go support it go get a beer Go uh, go listen to the musicians that are trying to do the same thing. Nice, nice, good stuff. And on that one, perfect. Thanks for yeah, joining us, dude. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, of course, you are going to be the first recipient oh, of one of these too, because we actually have two skinny ties, oh, look at this. coffee mugs that we hand out now to our guests. So wow. uh, How about that. It's a left. That's a left-handed mug, though. So if you need a righty, I can get you a righty. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> so I, I, I neared to my mother when she made them. Oh, apparently, see, but here's the thing. But here's the thing. I'm see? sorry. Okay. I'm away from the microphone. Here's the thing. Like, if I'm right-handed, you're looking I, at. I'm it. looking at it. If you're left-handed, if I'm left-handed, everybody else. Everybody is else out. is looking at it. See, and I always took it as like you wanted everybody else to see what was on your coffee mug because I already know what's on my coffee mug. Sure, but I think this is all about me. See, that's I'm, the way right. when I looked at it, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Good stuff. That's the that's the first uh, first one. You're the first guest to oh, get yeah. one well, of those. I feel so privileged. Thank you for hooking uh, yeah. me up. For sure. For Thanks sure. for having me on. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> no, this is great. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys later.